Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. I have somebody who is onto something, and he is onto something major this Thursday in the city of Amsterdam. His focus is uh, to create a platform for Africans uh, in the diaspora, not just any platform, but a premier digital and physical space dedicated to the social and professional advancement of the African diaspora community in the Netherlands. I kind of have a suspicion that he's Nigerian, but I'm not sure, but I'll ask him in a bit. Uh, I have with me is uh, Kibo. <laughs> Mr. Kamara, how are you? I am great. Thank you for having me. That was like a great introduction, <laughs> but um, yes. Love it. Love it. How was your Sunday or how is your Sunday. Yeah, and it's not over yet. It's not over yet. It's no. been a great Sunday. When you get a sunny days in this like place, I know. you have to enjoy it. So, yeah. yeah, actually, I've been spending time with the family, right. boys. Um, I have two boys. Hey, boys, if you're hey. watching, I'm dad. Um, and then my wife, of course. My, yeah. Yeah, my partner in crime. Yeah. Yes, and then... Uh, Enjoying it in your African wear. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> today. Um, well, thanks for uh, being on the show with me uh, today. Um, well, you're on to something uh, coming Thursday. That's pretty much what uh, got my attention. I, I, I think my sister notified me. She was like, yeah, you should be here. She sent me a DM uh, about your event, which we are going to talk about. Yes. But first, um, the event is actually a product of uh, a bigger collaboration, basically, and that is OMEC. Yes. Could you tell us a bit about you and about OMEC? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, um, my name is Kimo Kamara. Thanks for the introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, just <laughs> the guest was like pretty close. I'm from like um, West Africa, but okay. in, in Guinea specifically. Oh, Guinea. All yeah, right. yeah. All right. But that's the same because we like, <laughs> it's the same people like Nigeria and Guinea. And like, yes, you know, we yes. have an ECOWAC passport. So we're yeah, cool. Absolutely. Um, so I was born in Guinea. Um, and at some point, I was at the university, and mm-hmm. then my thought was like, I want to do something bigger, bigger than myself. Yeah. And this actually came from, like, I came from, like, a, a small family for yeah. the African standard, like, yeah. nine, nine siblings. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, not, that's not small. The, okay, well, for us, it's small now. Exactly. Right? <laughs> it's a relative, right? And then I went to the state. But in the United States, when you say I'm, I have nine siblings, like, that's, like, a huge family. But, yeah. like, yeah, so... I grew up in that setting, but like growing up, I saw my my parents like being involved in the community and then building the community, and then just seeing like those are that I didn't realize this until I got to my age where I was involved. Yeah. But like my my parents was like bringing they were way high up, you know, they were successful professional. In All the, right. In, yeah. Also in U.S. or no, 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 back home in Guinea. In Guinea. Yeah, right. but like what they did that was like really innovative at that time. Instead of like cutting themselves from the community, they use their experience, network, and knowledge yeah. to bring in the community and then, you know, like lift the community. Mm-hmm. So for me, as a young person, I saw that. Now that I, when I went to the US with this a single mind, like focus, so like, hey, I'm going, I'm going to learn everything about like yeah. economy, finance, and stuff like that and come back. Yeah. So that was, that's how my journey started. So I went to the US. Um, basically grew up in the U.S. I was there for like over 15, almost 20 years. That's a yeah, long time. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, so I did my uh, education there, 
you know, professional career, build a network. Where in U.S. that was was that? Yeah, so I started in, in New York City. Okay. So I had a two two and a half years in New York City. Yeah. Basically, when you come from like Africa or like usually you land in mm -hmm. New York, and when you, if you can make it in New York, you can make it. You anywhere. can make it anywhere. That's yeah. what they say. Like that's what they Is say. Is it true? Um, from my perspective, yes, it's true. <laughs> but right. then I moved to Minnesota, right? Which hey, is totally different. <sighs> Tell me about it. The weather in Minnesota is like if you can make it with the Minnesota weather, you can make it anywhere. That's like that is absolutely true. So Strong I, winters. I come here after being in Minnesota. It's like a winter here. It's like oh, that's it. I can take this. So yeah. Um. Anyway, coming back to the story. Yeah. Grew up in Minnesota. Uh, went to school there. You know, and uh, after my schooling, I started working because I had this vision, tunnel vision, right? I'm going to the U.S., getting the best education that I can, mm -hmm. and then I'm come back home one day where I can do, like, basically what I saw my parents doing, right? Yeah. Um, but in the U.S., like, I started in the banking because I was four kids. I want to understand about everything about the banking. So I started in the banking career, and I made my way there into, like, the leadership position, mm. um, which was great. I was, like, successful at it. and it was a good in pay? A, <laughs> I loved my job let me just say that <laughs> I was good at it and then I loved what I was doing because it was like you know how do you help people um, with the banking product and then yeah. like just like yeah just it's a direct like impact in their life yeah um, when the crisis happened in 2008 and then I kind of saw like some size of people's anyway I realized this that the path I wanted to do so I went back yeah. to school And then I got back into um, supply chain, um, sourcing more strategic building and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I did that. And, but at the same time, I was always using the expertise that I had, the technical knowledge, the leadership that I was learning, the skill, and the building community at the side. Mm -hmm. So like I was always involved in the community building from like association, Guinean association. In Minnesota as in well. Minnesota, like in Minnesota, wow. from the local and the national level as well. Mm -hmm. And but you know, like I created a platform where it was a soccer tournament where we bring in communities. So like there was like a thousand of people. Like for a year, we were bringing like people. So I, in every way, like yeah. the Ghanaian community, I was mm -hmm. like I knew all the community there. Oh, okay. And so so you're for community me, man. Yeah. So for me, like yeah, my Ghanaian people, Chaleo, <laughs> I say hi to you. <laughs> um, so mm -hmm. and then few few years ago, three years ago, um, my wife got a job. Um, in Germany, mm -hmm. which was a great opportunity. So we decided to like, yeah, let's change the scenery a little bit. So I went there. Yeah. Um, while she was working, I decided to do my master's degree because I found this program in development economics and international study, right. which was a perfect, that was actually my dream. This is something I wanted to do. Yeah. Because the whole time, I, my focus was how do you move a community from point A to point B? And so development economics was like, a, you know, along that line, I already have like, business background, yeah. leadership, and all this skill. But now I wanted to like learn something about development economics. So how do you move a country from a point A to point B? Yeah. So that, that knowledge I can leverage, that even the community building can help me there. Can help you, yeah. Yeah. So, so I did that for two years. My focus um, for my thesis was about you know, the African diaspora potential. Okay. So understanding the African diaspora capital mm -hmm. and how do you leverage that capital for socioeconomic development of back home. And so I started reading a lot of articles. I'm like, almost 80% of like a lot of these articles are now written by Africans. No, so, they're not. So I was like, okay, this, I need to be doing this. I need to do the research myself and see what's the process Shit. and see what the data behind it. 
And so it was great because I already have like a 20 plus year, basically my whole life, community building from my parent to myself. And let me let me study it myself. Let me see what's the process. And so the, the result of that was, for me, was like extremely eyes opening, right? So now you have like the data supporting your experience, your yeah. like what terms you live. Yeah. And that's where Omec actually came from. I um, see. So we can go into this more. But <laughs> like this, in a short story, this is me. Like this is chemo. This, this is where I'm coming from. And then. So how understood is that um, uh, though you kept, actually your profession kept you busy, but next to that, you were always um, community focused in, yes. in what you do, bringing yeah. about the community together, yes. getting to know people and actually seeing uh, opportunities of how you can uh, link professional information of Africans by Africans. That's pretty much what you are uh, what you are for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so interesting. So let's just go back. So you went from Guinea, you went to New York, to Minnesota, then to Germany. To Germany. What in, brought you here? <laughs> in Nuremberg. So what brought me here is basically after my thesis, after having all this data and an understanding, then I was like, this is exactly what I want to be doing. This is the space I want to be in. So some of like the challenges like I kept hearing, right, from my my research is that it is absolutely 1000% true the community is like like the resources within the community in terms of like a talent mm -hmm. in terms of like a capacity in terms of like resources is vast i mean as a guinean who grew up in the u.s for like over 15 years talking to other people they're interviewing people they're like kimo do you know like there's this guinean working at the nasa do you know there's this guinean working at this level i'm like wait what why don't I know? Why don't about? we know this? Like, exactly. why don't we know this? Like, why is like the vast majority of people like struggling, and then you have some people making it. Like, why? Like, this is such a waste of like exactly. resources. <laughs> and then imagine my brand. Like, I'm like this kind of like guy who like just can't stop imagining like how what you can do with this potential. So for me, like understanding, seeing all this with my entrepreneurial spirit, I was like, well, you have this understanding. You have this you know, resources, mm -hmm. and then you see this gap within the community, like, how about you use that? Because basically, business is nothing else than solving a problem. Yeah. So I see this problem, like, use that entrepreneurial spirit to, like, play in this space to so try to solve the problem, right? And so just to tell you, like, one, for me, like, the space that we trying to, I'm trying to play in is that why are we so fragmented? You know, like, why, like, why is it... If you're so successful, the more successful you are, the more divergent, right? And segregated our effort start becoming. Absolutely. So what if you come like in that space and then like trying to like bridge this together and then bringing people mm -hmm. together, right? So that is the concept of Omec, right? I love that. So basically Omec is nothing else but trying to play. I feel like there is this black box that I was just describing where we don't have a visibility to each other, where we don't have access to each other. Yeah. Is that that only in as an individual, but also our initiative, the project that's happening, the news that's happening, the event that's happening, right? I'm here to promote my event, but like how many people knows about it? There's like a thousands of people out there that may be like, oh man, I align to this event, but I don't know. I don't hear about it, right? There are people like you who are like passionate about like showcasing absolutely change makers, right? But like, what if your followers, what we, what if we can 10x that? 
there's like a lot of people that want to be inspired by what you're doing. Yeah. But like, how do you find your like your target audience? How does your target audience find you? So for me, that's Omic. Like, we want to create this space, right, in the digital part of our like platform mm-hmm. that would like completely remove this black box that we live in in today, where we can have access to each other by doing. We created a digital place where people, it's a professional place, right? People will sign up on it. Yeah. And then they will be able, like, to find each other. So, like, I'll give an example. Mm-hmm. I'm a professional Guinean who's living in Germany, right? Let's say, I mean, um, in supply chain sourcing. I want to come to Amsterdam. I should be able to, like, where are the professional Guinean professional living in Amsterdam? Right? Exactly. And I should be able to, like, draw it down to, like, the profession. Like, oh. Are they working in Nike? Are they working here? Can I see all of them? Or if I'm a doctor, I'm a Nigerian doctor living in Amsterdam. Can I find all the Nigerian doctors living in Amsterdam that have like, you know, like the same mindset, like like like-minded people that to connect with them? Why is it so difficult today to do that? Right. Yeah. I can share your story. Maybe you have your own story. How do you build your network? I, I, How do you I, have, find I have plenty of stories. It's the reason why I even started this show, because either the, the, the stories of the doctors are untold, <laughs> basically, or either it's, it's just held, held as a secret because of isolation, because of that professional job, and then kind of tending to draw away from the community because of several reasons. Yes. You know, all kinds of reasons that influence this. And that is why I actually started this show. So I can really... Uh, relate to what you're saying. What I'm interested to know, because you have been like the the U.S., the Germany, and everything. Do you see the same problem in every country when it comes to Africans, or do you see a difference here in the Netherlands? How do you experience that as a traveler, as you are? Yes, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. <laughs> like after living in three different continents, maybe what yeah. five, five different countries. Um, yeah, and then doing like actually academic research to back my experience up. Absolutely. I think like it was the same because my research was based on people in the U.S., in Germany, in France and Belgium. And yeah. so like talking to all these people, it was exactly the same issue people ch- right. challenging with. Got it. Lack of collaboration. Right. Lack of visibility to each other. Mm-hmm. Like and then you can the list goes on and on and on. But like at the end of the day, like that, this fragmentation is the same thing. And so I can share something like a simple finding. Right. So for me, based on my experience and in all this, what I realized, if you segment the community as a, a solution to this problem, where Omec even came from, if you segment the community, right, in four, I segmented the community in four. This is based also like a spin-off the- of um, a research done by Harvard um, Business School. All right. So you segment the community. I have like the social group. These are the community association, the Guinean association, those, you know, Somalian association, yeah. the Nigerian association. Yeah. And so with that group, 90% of the like respondent was like social is our biggest focus here. Yeah. Right. So like baby naming ceremony, like all this, we call it party and all that <laughs> stuff. Right. Church services. Church services, going to, the, going to the mosque and then all yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. this is about social. So if you go in that group. They need to be appreciated for that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the problem happened if you're an intellectual, you have a vision of, like, pushing the community forward, and you come to this community where their focus is a social, and then you start pushing them, and it's not, like, you don't have the same mindset. 
Yeah, that's going to bump So past. that's uh, like doing the research is I saw like a lot of people saying, no, I don't have, I don't want to have anything to do with these people because they don't have the same vision. Yeah. But like by segmenting, understanding this group and appreciating them for what they do. And then you start like empowering them. If that's what you're doing, that's great. Like if I come to this space, then I want to be like social, right? Yeah. Then you have a, a second group that I call um, the ethnic affirmer. These are like the parents. Like they've been here for a long time. They're like educated people or like they have a small shop here and there. They're like, I'm African. I'm not changing. They actually want to so much show up the African culture. Even plan to go back? <laughs> yeah, like, what well, are we going back? Like, since the first day, <laughs> yeah. after 25 years. After 25 years, After 40, yes. 40 years, like, we going back. We're like, I'm going so back. African, right? <laughs> you know that story. So, like, there's an ethnic female. Like, they dress like, they, like, hold a position in community association. Yeah, so, all yeah. African culture through and through. Sometimes they're even more African than the African back home. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, the, yeah. then you have the, the, the third group that I call the biculturals. Mm-hmm. Right? So these are like the second generation, like yourself, right? Yeah. Or the, the kid that was born here. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I'm African. I love my culture. I love my African culture. But at the same time, I'm a Dutch. I'm French. You know, like I'm, I'm American. I'm, I'm German. Like I'm, I'm holding both. Yeah. I'm a bicultural, right? Yeah. And so like I can navigate both. They're like really intellectual. These are connectors. These are influencers. These are like the people pushing the narrative now. Don't tell me about who I am. Like I know I need to find out who I am and I need to tell yeah. the story as an African. Yeah. And so that's that community. Like, and then you have all the way to the far right, the up north, like the people that completely cut themselves off. Okay. I call them the, um, the assimilator. Right? They cut themselves off. Whatever that re- reason is. Like, I'm not African. I'm not even black. Like, forget it. I'm, like, completely gone. I Does don't want to Does that even exist? Yes, they do exist. <laughs> I interview people like this. But, like, for me, it's not about judgment. Like, they have a good reason. Right. Right? And so, like, if you look at all these four groups and you segment it and you appreciate each of them, then you start figuring out, oh, this makes sense. If I'm a professional and I come to the social group, to the church group, let's enjoy that. Right. And they let to find my professional group, like my bicultural, my influencer, let find it. And we have yeah. a different vision and they focus on that. So that's that is interesting. And that's something like a study. Like if you don't do this research as an African, it's much easier for us to understand this. And you don't hear this kind of thing. And it, I kind of plug out there. If you are an African, you don't research. This is why we need to do our own research. This is why, because these are the things that we find out about our community. And you start like now finding what is the solution? How do I navigate through these noises? So there's like a lot of people cutting themselves off from the community because if you come to the social group or you go to this wrong group and you don't have the same mindset, we are African with same culture. Yes. But like if you don't have the same vision, Mm -hmm. how do we move forward? Yeah. That is really interesting. And it actually makes sense because all of this research, companies do it to, to market and reach their groups and be effective in it. Why don't we? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I, I am going to think about it. That's a lot. That's education right there. <laughs> Tell me about it. We can, I can go through this. Like, this is what I've done for two years. I have like, after 120 pages later, right. many, 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 many hours talking to my people and then just starting from scratch. Like, forget about my experience, right? 
like start from scratch from research. Even when I, I moved here like six months ago, mm-hmm. I kept doing the research. I kept finding people. I kept talking to them. And so, yeah, like for me, I've been here for like, what, nine months now? Mm-hmm. And hustling, like old school way of finding network, like finding people like, hey, do you know somebody else? Do you know the influencer? Like why? Why do I spend nine months to like find 100 people, talented people in the community? Yeah. Why can I do that in 10 minutes? That's, that's what Omek, that's the platform that Omek is creating. Like mm-hmm. where you'll be able anywhere around the world at any time mm-hmm. to find this influencer, to find this network, to find your people mm-hmm. with the same mindset yeah. anytime, anywhere around the world. Yeah. We can't keep living in this black box anymore. We have like the technology is available, the resources are available. Yeah. We have the drive, we have the knowledge. We need to solve our own problem. No one is coming to save Nobody us. Nobody is. Nobody is coming no. to save us. We know our problem better than <laughs> anybody else. And we know the solution. Yeah. That's what Homek is coming. Love it. Love yeah. it. So uh, almost wrapping up, I just want to know, tell us about African Collaboration and um, how is that event going to um, be the start of what you're on? Yes, basically. So since I've been here, actually been like the, my first strategy was how do you find this you know, target group that I'm focusing on, like the bicultural, the connector, I want to say, right? Yeah. And so I started organizing Meetup, right? I started organizing Meetup event, and our first event was amazing because, you know, how you have, like, the last 30, last hour for, like, networking? People were talking. People didn't get out. People were just talking. It was a dynamic. It was amazing. And I'm like, this have to keep going. When and was so this? This was, like, um, March Oh gosh! Yeah, Why didn't this I was. Know about that's this? exactly the problem <laughs> that we're talking about, right? Like, so we're solving this problem. Omek is coming. We're solving this problem. You should be able to find what information that's happening in the community, everything, news, like, and then be like, I'm not going, but like, you should be able to find it. Yeah. So anyway, that happened, and we did the second one like last month, where we brought in like people from all background, like talk about director from Nike's, um, engineer, doctor, like all people. To like, just how do you start from job hunt to like building a successful professional career as a, like a diaspora? Okay. And now we're doing like even a step bigger. We're creating this summit. It's called the first African collaboration summit. Yeah. Right. And this is the strategy behind this. Like what are, who are the maker, like the change maker in the community? Right. That we don't know of. <laughs> we don't know of. Organizations that are like really making impact in the community, like individuals like yourself yeah. who are making real impact in the community. Let's come in the room. Let's see each other. Let's start talking about what are we doing to impact the community. And then once we hear that, what is our common ground? Like what is our unifying goal that we yeah. all have? And let's get away, like get out the room with one s- simple mm-hmm. Like, what is one thing that we can do to start moving the ball forward? Because we all have the same vision. You are working on something. Like, the first time we met, you was like, get on my show. Yeah. Right? I want to hear from you. I want my audience to hear what you're doing. Yeah. And so people like this, when we are, if we, 10 of us, 20 of us, 40 of us in the same room, imagine what's going to happen. Exactly. So, like, yeah, the African Collaboration Summit, if you're listening to this, come join us on Thursday. It will be amazing. Whether you're an individual making change, whether you're a student, whether you are like expert or retired and you have like a wealth of knowledge to give, this is a safe and trusted mm-hmm. space that we're creating where people can like find other like-minded people and then figure out how can I contribute my little 
yeah. you know, like whatever that is. Yeah. So some of the uh, organizations, could you name some of the organizations who are on board and what to expect that day? It's held at Impact Hub? Yes. From 6 to... From 6 to 9 p.m. 9 p.m. So okay. it's a summit. We wanted to do 6 to 10 p.m., but people, you know, like some people are coming from Rotterdam. Oh, from, yeah. I have people coming from Germany. Oh, serious business. Yeah. <laughs> I have people coming from Berlin. I have people coming from all over the place. Yeah. And so, yeah, we want to end at a 9. And if you want to still stay, we can chat. So, um, but yeah, organizations that are coming, like, of course, naturally, I should start with, Yeah. <laughs> with myself, with African Focus is on Af- board. Yeah, yeah, and then also you representing like the show, and then also representing what the the Hague Hague African Festival, Festival. Stichting Sankofa. Yes. Yeah, and then we also have um, John Lerden, who's uh, mm-hmm. you know been pushing the Black Achievement Month. Oh yeah. Yeah, so we have organizations like that. Um, we have um, African Emotion. We have uh, entrepreneurs. We have like a tons of creatives so, so far. This is amazing because I think from our our Instagram, um, yeah, yes, yeah, like, a lot of creative are following us. We have like a upcoming director like Webster. Um, it, it's just amazing. So yeah, we have a, like a good crowd. So basically, people from a philanthropy to you know Dr. Um, Sabine, mm-hmm. like who's in the healthcare area. And so you have a people from all background. I still now, and I just got a confirmation, people from like the municipality that's coming. And so like we have the stakeholder and the us who are doing things, like come in and see what we're doing. Come in and yeah. see the movement that's happening, right? And so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm extremely excited. Spend the whole morning today like, <laughs> how do you like, this is not going to be your classic um, meeting where you come in and then panelists and then it's like, this is going to be like us talking and figuring out what is the best way. I love so it. So when you come in, you're not going to get out there. You're not going to get out without making a great con- connection. connection. You're making friends. That is the, at the end of the day, that's what we, we aim at. I love that. I love that. I know that the lady who's coming after this, uh, they should be on the show. I'm going to claim it for them. Um, but I am looking so much forward to coming Thursday. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, where can they get tickets? And how can they be on board? Yeah, just go on myomek.com, myomek.com. Uh, we'll share it on the on the Facebook. Yeah, face, yeah, yes, yeah. So on there, you can easily find um, the link, but also on your Facebook, we'll post everything in there. Yeah. Um, just follow us. Yeah, just follow us and also join. Um, once you go on and just get your ticket, because it's going like extremely fast and right not, now. And not even, uh, it's it's just, um, is it seven, seven euros? Yes. On top, that's, yeah. that's nothing. Yeah, it's absolutely nothing. That's nothing. A, basically, seven euro is a, like we're doing that just to help like, it's not going to even cover all the costs for the, the place we're renting. Right. Just like help chip in a little bit to help out. That's about it. But, you know, that's. Yeah, that's, we should yeah. all pay. Come yeah. on. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> we should all pay for this. <laughs> um, yeah, the connection that you're going to make there, the experience that you're going to get it. But I think like for us, it's about, I promise you, I guarantee it. If you come in, we're going to provide you the experience. I want you to come in there and get out with a sense of like, oh, yeah, this is happening. Yeah. This something's happening here. I think like if we can get that, if you can get that feeling out, that's priceless. So love it. come in and join us. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, if anything, 
Looking forward to it. If anything, you can find uh, Omec, myomec.com. Myomec.com. Also on Instagram, the same. On Facebook, you can easily find uh, find you. It's not a hard thing at all. Absolutely. And I believe that's also strategize. Because yes. you seem somebody of strategy, research and strategy. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's another show. Like, we have like, <laughs> let's talk about this. Let's yes. talk about moving our community forward. So yes. this is one thing I want to say to close it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we're creating Omec. It's basically coming out of this research and an experience, like for me personally that I have. Yeah, right, solving this community problem. But the best way to do that, you have to be extremely professional. Where that's a that's a non-compromising. So this is a premium platform that we're creating, right? I actually call it space, right? Because like everybody here, platform, platform, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so a you, space. So this over. is this is a space for us, right? Mm-hmm. Done by us and for us. This is similar from a twenty plus years of experience and in a study, right? At the end of the day, everything that I was hearing from people, mm-hmm. it's like we want to be economic empowerment, right? And the social inclusion. So like when you bring all these people together in the physical and digital space, mm-hmm. we are creating something bigger than ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Just join the movement. It's, the train has already left the station. Join the movement. It's already taken off. We're making it happen. <laughs> Love it. On that note, I just want to thank you so much for uh, being here on the show on such short notice because the event is already Thursday. Yes. And all of that. Um, on to the new season. I know I'm going to have you back to talk about this Absolutely. community thing. Yes. You are the first that actually was able to break it down and talk about the segments, the group of people that you have uh, those that come for cultural interests, social interests, and um, all of that. So I love how you broke it down and actually, you know, brought some knowledge for also other people that are focusing on the African community, be that Ghanaian, Nigerian, or whatever, to really be able to shape their target audience or their, yeah. you know, their group. Rethinking they, our, that our, like, reimagining our experience, right. rethinking our, like, experience. That's what we're doing. Absolutely. I can't wait to come next time. I, because yes. I think I want to like <laughs> just dive into this part and then like a, in the study yeah. and understand because when people start understanding that, they will be like, oh man, this is great. Like yeah. let's appreciate people for who they are. Absolutely. Right? Like people are like, saying bad thing about oh people in only church church like yeah that's (laughs) what they're doing this is great these people can speak the dialect they can speak like so many i can go on on and on but anyway anyway (laughs) we're gonna have you back this is another show right yeah the season to be continued to be continued we're we're definitely gonna have you back thanks so much i'll be at the event and also uh, sharing so much on our uh, uh, social medias uh, looking forward to our next meeting. African collaboration takes place at Impact Hub coming Thursday from uh, 6 to 9.30. Get your tickets available on Eventbrite and uh, online via myomec.com. Be there and be part of uh, community going forward on innovation and so much more. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to listen to Calvin Boy with his record, Toffee. We'll be back with uh, two people who have introduced African food to the Dutch market. So good and so proper that uh, even Albertine and uh, those stores from the likes were on board. And they are launching their, let's say, a ne- new collection, the next 
next collection, how they did it, what it took for them to successfully uh, launch this within the Dutch market. We're going to talk to them about this in a bit. Uh, but first, let's listen to Toffee Bike. Thank you for listening to Africa on Focus. We air live every Sunday on High Radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Abba. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle. 